Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of the heroes triumph against darkness. A dragon's journey of self-discovery? Or perhaps two souls' quests to find unity? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. My name is Brent. I'm your host, and with me today, I have Nick. Ain't nothing but a thing, Gana. What's happening, brother? Uh, ain't much happening. Been stuck inside all day. Yeah, it's some snow outside, and before all the people that live in climates that get snow all the time get all fucking butt hurt. Not used to it around these parts, so people can't handle it. So that's just how it goes. Okay, the infrastructure's not there. And everyone else is crazy, so I'm not going to risk myself because everyone else is crazy. Like, that's that's the go-to for me, because everyone else is stupid. So, but yeah, stuck inside. How bad is it over there in your part of town? Uh, I, don't, I don't really have a front door, so I haven't been outside to look. Out the window, it was like two feet, maybe like a foot and a half, two feet. I don't know. Does, so, I'm assuming seems, it's not great. It seems like... That's not that much. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's only like eight inches. But, I mean, what are we saying? I mean, I, don't know, I, could, I could take you a picture. It's literally like there's a picnic table that's in this dude's yard next door, and there's like like a foot and a half of snow on it. So, I don't know, cause I, I whatever, whatever. Uh, so uh, somehow Nick got three times as much snow um, where he is than where I am, and that's fine. That happens. Uh, yeah, so the non-review episode, uh, we have a discussion topic in mind today. Before we get to it, uh, where are you at in Final Fantasy Tactics? Uh, just at Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Um, I just got... No, I didn't. I had made a few panel. Uh, I had made it all the way to uh, meet with uh, the Count, right? And I fuck something up in a battle, and because I'm doing a thing differently, because I am avoiding like all like grinding, like I'm just going like red dot to red dot, like like beast moding my way through it, and so that means I don't have quite as much of a buffer as I normally would when I'm you know doing extra battles or whatever, whatever. You, and I'm surprisingly getting very few random encounters, so uh, like I think I might have one random encounter so far it's really it's really amazing so I'm actually um, starting to be like a like two or three levels below like the um, scripted encounters which is 
can be makes it a little tougher, which is new for me. Like I've never played Final Fantasy Tactics where it's got any monicum of difficulty to it. So uh, I kind of fucked up and realized I hadn't saved in about two hours. So I'm back to like just before. Um, where am I at? Like I just I'm about to get. Like uh, you're just meeting Wrath on Malak the first time. No, 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 no. Um, well, that's where I was. But I lost, it had to have been six six battles or so. Six story battles or so that I lost today. Well, shit. So, I'm not happy about it. But it happens. It happens. Because you get used to not saving when you're in a, you know, you get in a roll, whatever. It happens. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, that's where I'm at in Final Fantasy Tactics. It I'll I'll make up the time. It's not it's nothing but a yeah, thing. So you're pretty much about to hit chapter four, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it is interesting. If you've never played the game like that, Nick, without like doing any extra stuff or like any of the the like yell trick or any of that stuff to like farm experience or AP for any characters and just go battle to battle to battle, it does make it a little harder. Like I've never done it that way before because I've always just gone and done extra battles because the battles are fun. So I don't know. It's been weird for me. I can imagine. Like, I can't even see myself ever doing that. It just feels so wrong to me. It does. It does. It does feel wrong, but I wanted to try something different because, uh, you know, I wanted to beat it in a decent amount of time instead of spending 70 hours on it farming stuff. And I can always start doing that later. Like, if it gets too hard, like, I get, you know, five or six levels behind the story battles, which is possible. Um, then I'll have to go farm some random encounters because those scale to Rams's level instead of um, where you're at. So uh, I, I'm, I can always go back and do that if I need to. So yeah, you could. You know, we'll see how far I get without having to to grind, if you will. So what we really want to talk about today is we just did the last episode was the review for Breath of Fire Five Dragon Gorder. And we kind of wanted to talk about that. It kind of concludes our uh, playthrough of all the Breath of Fire games, which feels weird playing Final Fantasy Tactics because I'm like, fuck, Breath of Fire needs a tactics game. Like, there should be a Breath of Fire tactics, but there's not. So, go figure. Um, I, like, I feel like every like a lot of RPGs got a tactics game and they didn't do it right. I don't know. I like Soikin in tactics. Yeah, I guess you. Because you don't like likes their own thing. You don't like the zones, so I mean, I, and I have no problem with the zones. So there you go. I mean, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, what tactics games? Tactics games? Do you like Ogre and Final Fantasy? Those are the only two. Um, no, there's this weird one that's super challenging for the PlayStation One. I can't remember what it's called. Like it's like it starts with a K. Uh, I have it on the fucking shelf over there somewhere. It's, uh, I want to say it's like it's not Kudelka or something like that because I think that's that one game that somebody put on that list for us to play. Yeah, that's a like horror game. Gothic horror thing, but definitely it starts with a K. Um, like either like, pick a male or a female at the end of the game. There's like two different storylines. Okay. I think if I remember properly. And but it's not it's not based on a previous uh, like uh. No, it's not like a previous, it's not a previous IP or nothing like that. It's a brand new thing. Got it. Um, Hoshigami was different. I don't know if I'd say I liked it, but it was a different experience. Okay. Um, there's this new one coming out called God Wars or something like that. It looks interesting. I pre-ordered it. Um, 
Journey to the West was also like this kind of weird ass uh, under the radar type game that came out. It's like Say- Say- Sayuki, I think. Journey to the West is what it's called. Okay. Um, played that for a while. It was okay. Uh, but I would say like Advance Wars is fucking top tier. Type oh yeah, no Advance Wars. Games. Yeah, fucking god. Yeah, I love Advance Wars and like Fire Emblem and stuff. But oh, man. they need to make more Advance Wars games. Why did they stop the, making Advance Wars games? I don't know. I remember. Is it Intelligent Systems that did it? Yeah, I think so. I think I heard somewhere that like they like it wasn't as popular as like the fantasy type shit. So they're like, "Fuck it, we're not doing it anymore." But what? That's lame. All right. Well, uh, so we just kind of want to back to the topic at hand. We kind of want to talk about Breath of Fire as a series as a whole. Uh, so that brings me to my first point in, I want to ask you, how do you think Breath of Fire, the series fits into the genre? Um, and the genre is filled with long running series, but you know, there's plenty of one offs and two offs throughout scattered throughout. Um, where do you think Breath of Fire's uh, legacy in general holds in the spectrum of of RPGs, or you can even say specifically JRPGs if you really want to, but just RPGs in general. Uh, I honestly don't think it has much of a legacy. And why is uh, that? Well, I mean, you talk to most people that play RPGs. A lot of them, like I think, a lot of people were seeing even on the show, like they've heard of Breath of Fire, kind of. Like they've heard kind of mixed opinions about it, and like they've never tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, compared to, I guess, like the quote unquote top tier RPGs like Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, uh, even I would say the Tales of series uh, for more modern esque, like JRPG type series that have more renown. Um, a lot of people that I feel like get into the genre aren't going to start with. Like something like Breath of Fire or uh, something comparable. Like I'm drawing a blank on that. Like other series right now that would be comparable. Um, like like Lufia or something weird. Like something that was kind of off the wall, kind of under the radar. Okay. Um, like so, I guess I would say among the community of JRPG fans, uh, it's rated, as far as I'm aware, rated pretty highly. Okay. Uh, at least up until Dragon Quarter. Um, like I know people that don't even refer to Dragon Quarter as a Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. They say Dragon Quarter because that it's that that much of a mar on I guess the quote unquote legacy that you're talking about. Okay. Um, but they don't even consider it to be part of the series anymore. Okay. Um, I mean, so I've been a fan of them ever since I played the first one. Uh, so in my opinion, like the series itself is a great series. Uh, but like like anything, it's got its bumps. Like Dragon Quarter, and it started off kind of mediocre, ended up uh, having a pretty good climax, like I guess a peak, uh, like midway through the whole series. Okay. Uh, but as, as a whole, I don't think it has much of a legacy. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. that's, I mean, that's fair. Um, if I were to think about it from my perspective as somebody that um, has. Uh, I mean, I don't come in with the same level of RPG knowledge as you do. I think we've established kind of um, my history with the genre 
Um, it's one of my favorite genres, but it's not something I had incredible amounts of access to. So um, that being said, I always knew Breath of Fire was around, uh, specifically from the um, Breath of Fire 3 cover art, the sword, right? That's three? Yes. All right, and I saw that around all the time um, in game shops and um, just just... It was just around. It was everywhere. Um, and I never picked it up because... But you never got it. I never yeah. got it. And I think that's why... I think that is the sort of... That's the Breath of Fire way, where it is... Uh, it is... It is so core to... How do I, how do I explain this? Like, it is... It is almost uh, condensed and crystallized JRPGs of each of their uh, eras minus Dragon Quarter. So, like, if you look at one and two, like, they are crystallized SNES fucking JRPGs, right? Like, they, they didn't do anything way out of the box, and they didn't really do anything way wrong compared to... Um, titles of the time and then you look at three and four it's kind of like they are the jrpgs of the playstation era that states you know like they stated these uh sprite based graphics like they they it just they they are in most senses so par for the course um that i don't think they kind of ebbed enough into um the popular consciousness to make them have a sustained legacy um, for me though, if I look back on the games we've played and sort of, uh, where we're going to be moving forward out of the games I've played, I think it's going to forever hold a special place for me. Uh, the breath of fire series will, because I honestly, I think most of them are fantastic games and I look forward to the chance to play, um, almost all of them again. And, uh, it, it will be a series that. I recommend to um, players coming into this into the genre, right? Like, I'm. It's going to be something I, I I will freely recommend players play, as opposed to instantly throwing them to a specific Final Fantasy game or even a Soikiden game. I can easily throw a, a somebody that's relatively new to the genre to say Breath of Fire three. Um, so, you know, I think it it gets less credit than it deserves but um well i'll take that back i say i think certain games in the series get less credit than they deserve the series as a whole i think kind of fits kind of middle of the road man like it's 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 good but it's not good enough to make it you know stand out above you know dragon warrior final fantasy that kind of stuff like it doesn't really pull itself out of that that milieu of um, JRPGs. Would you say you agree with that? Um, I, would, I would agree with your statement that it's kind of like uh, the middle of the road, par for the course, like crystallized essence of like the time periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like no, but uh, like I'm actually I have more fun playing the Breath of Fire series than I have like playing a Final Fantasy game or. Like any Dragon War, like Dragon Quest Seven or Dragon Warrior Seven, whatever the hell it's called, came out. Played it like maybe like three hours. I know that's like a PS2 game, 
And like, but everybody at the time was like, oh man, these graphics are great. Look at this cell shaded stuff, all this voice acting, blah, blah, blah. And then like, even the com- the combat was still like the, pretty much the same, like from the first Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, whatever the hell they're called. But I, it's just not as fun to me playing that particular series as it would, would be like playing Breath of Fire games, something like that. So I think it's one of those things where, unfortunately, there wasn't enough of like brand recognition and like maybe advertising or you know word of mouth kind of thing as there was for uh, like the the series that have existed forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that probably was a reason why uh, they had to kind of like I guess the Dragon Quarter go and change it up a bit, like try to do something else to try to get that kind of notoriety. And I guess just unfortunately, like the, the, like I think I said on the show, the fucking uh, reviewers, critics, uh, journalists, whatever the hell you want to call them, in the public media, or, uh, or I guess not the public, uh, well, you know, the specialists, like RPG writers, whatever the fuck for comics, or not comics, but the magazines, where I was like, oh yeah, this game's great, it changes up the formula from all these stale RPG stuff, blah, blah. Uh, but I don't think that's. Like it's, it's great to try, but they fucked it up kind of thing. And that, unfortunately, was marked the uh, the end of Breath of Fire's series because the mobile game is not uh, a game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, so I, I think we stand on the fact that I think as a series we both enjoy it and think it's good and think it um, doesn't get as much um, coverage as we think it should, but that's not to say that it's not, um, you know, uh, you might have more fun with it, and there are titles in the series that we'll get to here, and we'll we'll go through and kind of categorize the the major, um, uh, the ups and downs for each game here in a minute, but while you say you had more fun with it than certain games, I don't know if I would. I, I'd certainly say that there are, are a couple in there that I would put, you know, very highly um, in my list of games that I'd I, I'd play as far as RPGs. Others, not so much, where, uh, you know, for instance, one and two, well, I'd say two more than one because I had a ton of fun with one. Two, uh, I would say... It just felt too much of the same, but in, in not in a good way to me. Um, two is sort of a bit of a step down from from one for me in, in enjoyment. I'm not saying it's it's a worse game, just enjoyment wise, it was wasn't as good as one. Um, so in in you know one and two together, I probably wouldn't put above certain other games from the console. Uh, Three and four, though, like I definitely would put um, up with other RPGs from the PlayStation One um, for sure. So let's kind of just get into it then.
Nick, tell me what are um, some things that that really define a Breath of Fire game to you? What makes a Breath of Fire game a Breath of Fire? Um, all right. Well, you've got the, I guess the kind of mishmash of characters. Like you've got the anthropomorphic creatures throughout the whole world. Uh, you've got the, uh, I guess, trophy by now, uh, dragon, her- hero, uh, bird, or winged heroine, uh, and then you got some fighting, some form or evil or, or another. Like if you're looking um, at at it, I guess as a whole, you generic would probably be like the best description. Okay. Of a Breath of Fire game. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, not not compared to other things, but just like you know, you're playing a Breath of Fire uh, game. Win, of course, you have those characters like you speak your your dragon main character, winged character, and your obligatory cat slash dog sidekick. Um, what's another thing that signifies uh, a Breath of Fire game, like a characteristic, a mechanic, uh, anything? Well, I mean, it's just like it's all just kind of samey throughout. So we got we got uh your your dragon dragon form system defines defines uh, it. Def- I mean, it's some form of fashion, I guess. Defines um, like you can really ex- like generic like genericize that as some form of depending on the game you're playing, either just spells or uh, like transformation type thing. Like I, I get that. I I understand what you're saying. I get it. I follow so you. I guess I'm just struggling with the like thing because I'm literally just like com- like boiling it down to its components, being like, well, this is this kind of mechanic type thing uh-huh. that shares common with other games. So it's what makes the Breath of Fire game a Breath of Fire game is really just the dressing that you have on it. Okay, so what are those those what are those aspects of those dressings? What are those dressings like? Tell me what those dressings are then. Like what? What is our like? What is our ketchup? Our mustard? Our mayonnaise? Our our ranch? Whatever. Uh, yep. Okay. The character, like the different species, which I mentioned already. The fact that the main character's dragon heroine is the winged thing, the cat, dog, whatever companion. Um. Well, then uh, let's 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 just look at that then. Because like the hero doesn't talk. Let's look at that then. Let's look at that then. Every hero in a uh, Breath of Fire game is, is of course, Ryu, right? Like, he's a he's a dragon of some form. So Blue hair. He's always got the same type of appearance. Same thing with Nina. I got it. I get, we're, we're focusing on Ryu, all right? So let us go through and rank the Ryus, all right? So who who is the worst Ryu? Hands down, the worst Ryu. Fifth one? Number, so number five is the worst Ryu, all right? I can agree. I can agree. Unfortunately, because of like, there's potential there, but the like implementation is just not. Well, I'm with you. I I think his design makes him feel not very heroic. Like he just doesn't he doesn't look like a heroic character. He doesn't talk like a heroic character. He's not this badass dragon hero that's come to save us all that we know and love from all the other ones. Uh, so what's not the, even by like not even by incident. Like he's he's not going out of his way to save anybody but Nina, and he's not even like the other heroes could be like self-sacrificing. But it felt like it just felt like with him, uh, it was just like there was no drive. It was just something that was happening. So 
Okay, then who's the next worst Ryu? So the 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 next to last Ryu. Uh, I'd say the one from two. The one from two. I think that's a a, a fair a fair assumption. And why do you say that? Um, it's kind of the same thing as the one from Dragon Quarter, where like he's got motivations, but they're not like his motivations. Like it was more like he is unfortunate. Like I guess just reacting to the environment. Like when he, like when he's a kid, all that shit happens, the whole world changes and he kind of just like goes with it almost like, uh, he goes with that dog dude that just comes out of nowhere. Uh, fuck him. What his name is like bow. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be Bo. Um, well, cause Bo was from the first one, but like, I think it's bow. B O W. Yeah. Well, like I, bow, I, wow, like a dog. Yeah. I'd pronounce that bow though. Cause like, like oh, a bow and arrow. Probably Cause he's got a crossbow too. Yeah. Like a bow and arrow, yeah. Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't even remember if we even said his name on the show. Honestly, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, fuck. Well, yeah. He, like he just comes along. He's like, "Hey, I'm stealing shit," and you're just like, "All right, well, I'm gonna come with you." Like, and then you grow up. You be uh, the hunter dudes or whatever the hell you're doing. I can't remember. Uh, and then like you leave town because, and then you like go to the fucking arena thing, and then like this shit just like happens. I think I think like, I, I would know. say it um, as out of all of the uh, the uh, silent protagonists in Breath of Fire games, he's the least effective in portraying like any sort of characteristics. Like because it with at least um, the other silent reuse, they they sort of uh, they portray like a, a a certain sense of character, right? Like you kind of get a gist of who they are. More so than the Ryu of two, right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's the. I was trying to explain just what's coming. Out. Yeah, I got you. I I want you sad, bro. Because he's he feels he feels the most just like an avatar, not yeah. a character. So after that, I would say the most middling uh, Ryu would have to be the one from Breath of Fire one. Then. Um, yes, I agree. Because he's you know as as silent. He doesn't necessarily. He's not as. Uh, ineffectual as the the one and two is as far as portraying because you do get a sense in the first game that this Ryu is he's out for vengeance on these dragons that have destroyed his home um, that he is he's going to stop these bad dragons at any cost right and you do get a sense of that from that character even though he doesn't say a word um, yeah yeah and uh, you kind of like, at least I personally did like you get the sense that he is like he is a badass. Like yeah. you spend like the first couple hours of the game by yourself, just whooping ass on everybody. I know, and that, in that, in honestly, that is a sense that I don't think I get out of any of the other games as much as I got out of the first one. Because the first one, like he, you're right, he feels like a legitimate badass. Like I would hate to come up against that guy in a fight because he would kick me just to the moon and back. Like I would be fucked. So, um, now there's the hard part. So. Who is the better Ryu? The one from three or the one from four? I'm going to give it to the one from three. Okay. And why is that? Um, because he spends the whole game as a, I guess, a complete being. And there's also, like, the whole, the, I guess, the character growth. He Not only, like, physically him growing throughout the course of the game, like, but I, I feel like emotionally mature. Like, he matures uh, over the course of the game, and it's like a full kind of like arc as a character, as opposed to the fourth one, uh, who like is just he's kind of 
dynamic, uh, not dynamic. He's just kind of like a one. Fuck, I can't remember. Like, he feels like he is like I don't like he he's he start well he starts the game as who he is and ends the game pretty much as who he is. Yeah, he feels like he has this uh, naive uh, do goodery kind of thing going right where there's like a level of uh, innocence meets justice with him right. Um, whereas the one in three totally does you see him grow and like not only that even as good looking as four is just the emotion that you get out of the character sprite of ryu in three it just blow it still blows me away because you get like these goofy moments you get these real badass moments you get these like sad moments all out of his motions and acting on the screen more so than four does so i'm i'm right in the same boat with you with the ryu from three being the best ryu Four being the second best, then one, then two, then five. Um, but I also think that applies to the, the dragon systems as well. Like, you think they kind of line up the same way? Yes. Because the fifth one, shit, you never ever get to use it. Okay. Uh, the second game, useless, because it's like a gimped version of the first game's dragon system. Uh, the first game, it's just magic. Uh, fourth game, borrows sort of from three, uh, but you don't get to cu- customize anything really. Okay. Uh, it's like kind of the same as the first, where it's like a mainly like a magic system, but you do replace the kind of character. It's a different character technically. Okay. Uh, but third, like you get all of this customization, you have to actively go out and find different components. Uh, and kind of craft your own kind of formula for a dragon, uh, like mixing and match the, matching. And then once you find the one that's great, like obviously that's the one you want to use. But that's pretty much the same in every kind of game. So. Okay. Um, I think it's the most entertaining and the most effective. All right. I don't know if I would agree with you. Um, I would agree that five's the worst. Um, probably followed by... Remind me the one in four, please. I'm struggling. What's the dragon system okay. like in four? Uh, that one, it's like you sh- it's shared with uh, Folu, but uh, every time you kill or you fight a dragon or you see a dragon in the in the world, like you borrow its power. I think is the way it works. Okay, and so it gave you the next form that you could use, and then you turn into it, and that's the one with like the anime cutscene when you turn into the dragon. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then I I would probably go five. <sighs> See, I think the rest of them are a lot closer than than the way you describe it. Because three, yes, you have all this customization, but there's only really like three or four that are worth a damn, right? And that to me is an illusion of choice when like everything else is kind of terrible and you're only ever going to use three or four forms. Um, while it's so, I mean, it's not. I don't know if I would put it at the top because I, I, you know, I had a lot of fun with just the unlocking the next tier and because you just know this is like the best thing you can use. It's kind of like unlocking like the next limit break where, you know, you will get it. It's more powerful, but it's it's a powerful thing that you're going to use once in a while with a cool animation, cool spells. Um, so, I mean, it's it's hard for me to 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 rank by far five is the worst um, after that. It's probably maybe, oh man, because I actually like the dragon systems in, um, wait, uh, so which one was, because uh, now, now it's kind the of first, bleeding, the first bleeding game together. you visit the shrines and yeah. then you beat a boss, you fight a boss and then yep. it unlocks, the, unlocks the next kind of tier. Yep. All right. And then two, 
is... Uh, I can't really remember. I think it's similar, but I remember the dragons like fucked up in some form like they don't work like they're supposed to because it was all like instead of being elemental damage it was just regular damage so you can just use the cheapest one yeah that's right where it's not it's not necessarily worth it a lot of the time so i mean it's probably five two probably then one four and three like they're probably intermingled like interchangeable like i i I really hate i really want to sell the fact that i had a ton of fun playing breath of fire one um so I mean, it, and and I was underwhelmed with the the mix and match system in three because I was really excited when I saw it, and and then was really disappointed in how it played out. Like, oh well, that dragon sucked. Just go back to using this one, and then you get a new one. Okay, I can use that one, and then oh, I got a new thing. I can, this works, but no, actually, no, it's kind of shitty. I'm just gonna use that one again, and I don't know. Like it was it was rather underwhelming for me, but. That's fine. We can leave it as, you know, three, four, one, two, five. Like, I don't think it matters that much. Um, so. Doesn't to me. I was just giving my opinion. Uh, Ryu is the, always accompanied by a winged companion in Nina, right? It's all, it's always Nina. So let us rank the Ninas. Okay. So who's the worst Nina? Uh, the one from five. The one from five. Why do you say that? Uh, I don't know, like, kind of the same problems that the Ryu from 5 has. Like, it's not, like, they changed the character so much. Uh, like, every other game, she's, like, more of a healer type thing, except it's the second one, I guess. Uh, she's got some more attack magic. But, mm-hmm. um, like, I guess her traps are cool. Uh, and, like, some spells are okay, but, like... She went from being like a strong, powerful type character. Like, uh, well, I, I guess it depends on the game you're talking about, but uh, generally she was like independent, uh, kind of like had her like headstrong, like, this is, I'm gonna do things my way. I either come along for the ride or you don't, um, kind of thing. But in this game, she's just like, like a child that's clinging to Ryu's leg. And I feel like it was a downgrade as, like, as a character. In, it, in and of itself, like the worst character portrayal we've seen of her in any of the series. So, and the reason she feels weaker as a character um, is because in all other games, she's essentially the voice of the party, right? Because Ryu doesn't talk, so a lot of the um, implied uh, sort of uh, like intention that you get out of Ryu is expressed through Nina's dialogue. So it gives Nina more of a an active role in what's happening. Where in five, with Ryu talking and leading the charge of what's happening, she becomes like a silent secondary character for no reason other than to because she she's not talking and she does this weird cough because she's an air filter. So I agree with you. She's she's probably the worst. Um, so who is the next worst, Nina? Mm, this is where it gets a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for the middle section. Like, I'm debating the positions of one and two here. Because I still feel like three and four have the best portrayal of all the characters, and they're the best games in the series, so they're going to be the top of the list. Um, and really, it's here between kind of <sighs> dumb, headstrong Nina and like 
naive headstrong Nina. So, um, so uh, uh, what's your take on it? I would probably say the first Nina is probably the second worst Nina. Um, mostly because, uh, just her role in the, in the game in general and just the feel you get from the character of her being like this helpless princess that you have to, you know, constantly kind of be there to save, um, kind of rubs me the wrong way. And that's the same reason I don't like the Nina from four either. Um, because she's very, just very dependent on others around her saving her ass. And she's not, she's very, like, I hate, I hate a dumb princess character. Like, so much. I can't, anytime they show up, I, I just, I don't like them. Um, and so, like, personally, for me, the next two would be probably one, then four. For me, with, um with Nina's. Okay. Um, um, I can agree with that. So what puts, I'm assuming two is going to be in second place. Yes. With two being in second place, because the one, the one from two, she, she, she's not like an actual like princess with this special upbringing. She's, she's this outcast, right? Because she's born with these ominous black wings and that gives her more of a grounded streetwise approach to the character where she doesn't feel as as helpless and needs saving all the time. She's she's kind of she's kind of bitchier and I like a bitchier Nina to be honest. Like uh and I don't know. I just enjoyed the the character in 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 Breath of Fire 2 more. Like and I I think I I even spoke of that when we talked uh, the story in Breath of Fire 2 where I was like uh, you make me they made me care about that that character and that was that was a bonus that I gave to the story then. Okay, I can definitely agree with you on that. So, with the one from three probably being the best because I had, like, I'm with you. Like, in most cases, three and four have the better representation of characters, but um, and I have a very strong attachment to the the cast from three. So, um, you know, it's just kind of where I'm at on that. So uh, I'm in full agreement. So, so um. Hold on, let me just jot this down. I don't know why. I'm just I just feel the need to. Oh wait, I did that. Record right. it for posterity. For posterity, because last time I, I still haven't gotten those games we're playing next year from you physical copy. Appreciate that. That'd be great. What What are you talking about? Yeah, you're the one that took down the games we're playing I'm next like, year. I'm just with you. Oh, okay. All right, I was gonna get mad. All right, so out of all the recurring cast of characters, the next up would be. The there's always like a faithful sidekick that's either a dog character or cat character, all right. With uh, the first two games being uh, dog characters and then everyone else being a cat character, right? Um, I always thought he was a wolf. Well, dog, wolf, whatever, it's the same difference. I guess canine, yeah. feline, semantics, Nick. Uh, so, so who is the who all right? So who is the worst uh, supporting uh, lead, if you will, um, out of all the Breath of Fire games? Uh, I would say uh, Bow or Bow, whatever you want to call him, from Breath of Fire Two. From Breath of Fire Two, why is that? Because I couldn't fucking stand the character. 
Okay. Like there's just I just literally just fucking wished he was just never in my party. I would have I never put him on party because I fucking hated him. He sucked as a character. He's weak as shit. Uh, he was like a fucking asshole majority of the time. Like from my what I recall, he was a dick to Ryu pretty much all the fucking time. Uh, made like got like innocent. Like Ryu was being that innocent bullshit, like innocent. Oh, I'm just kind of here to help type thing. And then the motherfucker just kind of dragged him in all kinds of shit all the time. And I just fucking hate I hate the guy. I hated him. Now, I'm with you where his character fucking sucks, and I hate him, but I would put the bow from Breath of Fire 1 below him, because while he's he's only around, like, in any meaningful capacity for, like, 10 minutes, and then he becomes fusion fodder for the rest of the game. So, I mean, like, he's he's not there. I see what you're saying, but um, I still like him more than... <laughs> so, my personal preference would be uh, number one, above that motherfucker from number two. But even then, all right, I'll give it uh, to you. So let's rank the cat. The cat. Well, then, who would be the middle of the road? Uh, probably from five. So Lynn. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, again, uh, Lynn was probably one of the more interesting characters in Breath of Fire Five, if you ask me, um, compared to Ryu and uh, Nina. So I mean, I'm with you that she, you know, she's probably the the good choice for third. Um, so who we, who we left with? Uh, Cray and then, um, you mean Ray, Cray and Ray. Got it. So who, who, who is better? Uh, or you mean cat? Well, cat, I already know. Cat and Ray. Cat and Ray. What's that? Cat and Ray. You mean cat Ray? Yeah. Right. No, cause there's no, cause there's, Bow, and then you have cats. So there's two feline. Oh, characters that's right. That's that, all right. That's the that's where I was at. All right. Yep. You're right. Cray from four. No, I lied. Ha ha ha. So Ray and Cray. So well, I mean, we can we can count cat. All right. So so where so, so that's fine. Where's cat fit? Uh, I think she fits third place out of the six. All right. And then we have Ray. Like, because she's a cool, like, kind of badass type character. Uh, which I think. Uh. Majority of the females were in that game. Uh, no, like, they definitely. From anybody. Yeah, no, they were they were much much tougher crowd. A lot of females on in that game because you had you had blue, of course. You had cat, uh, and you had Nina, because all the dudes in that universe are douchebags. Because you had Bo, who's a fucking twat muffin. Then you had fucking Stin and Jean, who were just trying to fuck everything that moves. So. I mean, you had to be. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the selection of dudes, that, and then and then, well, we question Rand's sexuality. I mean, so he he was the only one that wasn't a, a total douche cadet. So, uh, and then Spar, do we know what Spar's gender is? Uh, I think he is asex, like uh, a like this asexual, fucking like gender neutral. Like he might not have one. He might just reproduce by pollination or some that's, shit. That's right? possible. That's possible. The plant man, I don't. That's cool. So, um, all right. So, who are you? Who are you giving it to? You giving it to Cray or um, Ray? Right, definitely Ray. Why is that? Uh, like, cause he, like you, he's like that bro. Like he's, he, kind of, he turns like from the big brother kind of character to like that bro best friend type character after uh, like the the time skip. Um, and he, I don't know. Like, there's just something about like. Him as a character, like when you're working with him, like growing up, he takes care of 
uh, Ryu and some bitch. Uh, Timo, 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 or is it Tipo? Tipo, Tipo. Sorry, it's Tipo. Uh, yeah, he takes care of them like they're uh, like his little brothers. Watches out for him, teaches them how to survive, um, kind of thing. And then goes off, uh, like acts like acts like their caretaker, like their father figure, kind of thing. Um, and then he uh, ends up. Like after time skip, having that whole wear tiger problem where he goes crazy, mm-hmm. um, and you have to like pretty much like <laughs> save him, snap him out of that kind of thing. And I just felt like he had a much more endearing like story arc and more more useful as a character to me, even in the game, uh, than Cray was. Because uh, Cray, like you see him at the very beginning of the game, but then you don't really get him for a while. Um, and then his big concern is. Uh, it's like Alencia, right? Or Alina? Alina? Uh, her sister, yeah. Yeah, Nina's sister, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, like, he k- kills her, spoilers. Um, and then he's like, well, let's go get but, revenge kind of thing. Like, yeah, but that was, a, that, was a, that was a pretty good story arc, though, with, with having to kill her, though. I mean, it didn't feel empty, but it felt like an appropriate um, story point. But that's fair. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. Like, Ray is definitely, like, a cooler character. Like if I were to, you know, do a Google image search of the two, I guarantee you I would be more disturbed with the results for Ray than I would for Cray. So I'm with you. Like like Ray's cool. Okay. Oh man. Like uh yeah. Uh where would where would Sias fit into this and the, the the dog cat um paradigm? Oh yeah, he's one too. Shit. Uh well I'd put him in third place actually for doing all seven of them. Like above above cat. Above, above cat? Hmm. Um, yeah, he's more useful. I used him more in combat than I used cat. Um, and like his just like his quips uh, that he had. Yeah, he does have a, a dry thing. sense of humor. That's that's pretty spot on. So, um, yeah, I can I can I can live with that. I can get with I can live with that. I can get with that. So if we were to then say. All right, so which games have the best cast of characters? All right, so that would be including all the guys that we didn't really um, bring into this, like like Karn from one or Sten and John, you know, Gar, Momo, uh, Ursula, Fish Merchant Man. Can't remember his name is. Oh shit! What was his name? That bastard, Gobi. That's right. Well, first, um. The appearances. All right, can can we just take a, a honorable mention and say that Urshan's probably the best appearance of of Blue slash Dace in the entire Breath of Fire series? Like, can can I have that? Yeah, because it's such a such a surprise, and it's a like it's like a legit like a, a hook like a like a legitly hooking type story thing that's going on there as opposed to like oh well we found the big powerful sorceress let's add her to a party yeah we woke her up she's like oh time to do this again you know so and And you even get to use her in a party in three and in five who even knows what the fuck happened with that shit nope probably nobody so all right so let's rank the cast of characters um we can go ahead and say five is gonna be at the bottom i think i think that's fair um i would agree up from five, who do we have? Where are we at? Um, I, I once again, I'm gonna have to say it's between one and two, and they've got the pros and cons. Uh, I guess it just really depends on how you look at it. Yeah, because um, I really enjoyed the fusion system, right? 
I didn't enjoy the shaman system as much as I did the fusion system. Okay. I'll yeah. go ahead. I'll go ahead and say that. So that the fusion system is a plus to the cast from one. Plus, it's a larger cast than two, I believe. Or they're about the uh, same. I think they both have eight characters. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, both have eight characters. You're right. Um. I think it really just depends. It's going to depend on how much you prefer. I, I guess which which game has more characters that you like over the other. Like because the first game, um, it's got a bunch of characters that are one shot, pretty much. Like I would yeah. say, like you get their introduction, you either like them or you don't, and then they're in your party. Uh, the second, uh, from what I remember, uh, some of the characters get a bit more screen time. There's more interaction with them in the story, uh, yeah, but not I, much more. I gotta, I gotta give. W- I gotta say the then fourth place goes to one, and then third place to two. Personally, yeah, I can agree with that. Because I mean, it's it's you know, just because like as much as Sten and John are shitty dudes, they're like cooler characters and have they each have their own story arcs. And not every character is a one note character like in one. So, um, up from that, it's down to three and four. Um. And I don't think we are going to. Uh, where where do you where do you sit on this? Who what which game has the better cast of characters, three or four? Uh, I'm gonna the three. See, I think four has a better set of ca- uh, cast of characters, since because everyone like some of them have more distinct personalities than than in uh, three. Because I mean, three you end up with Momo in Pico. That yeah, how much do they honestly contribute to the overarching narrative? Where in four, you have uh, Urshan, you got Kray, uh, you, you you got Folu, you know. I mean, his whole fucking thing. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. I guess I was thinking about the whole because the, with both Fire Three, you're mostly focusing on Ryu, Nina. Uh, Ray and Gar in, in terms of plot. Yep. Momo is just like the uh, eccentric adventure that lives in that tower thing. Yep. And then Pico is that mutant like experiment went gone wrong or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it with them. And uh, yeah, all right, I I get with you for having everybody having at least some kind of significance to the plot. In some form or fashion before the end of the game. So, as as much as many problems I had with Folu, I think like that duality in that story and it, it, it just contributes to the characters more than than what three offers. Uh, all right. So we we talked a lot going through characters about story. Um, so what are some of the what are the top three stories in your opinion in out of the Breath of Fire game. So, what are the top three? Uh, yeah, what are the top three stories for you? Um, I would say one, three, and four. One, three, and four. Why is that the most memorable to me? Okay. Um, well, for number one, uh, it's that whole like, it's it's the whole generic like save the world type of thing uh, where the guy is getting vengeance um, for what's like happened to his tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I, I remember more of it. I don't know if it's more more because I played it more than I have the second one, but I remember much more of like the plot points and like things that happen in the game than I do for the second one. That's really my only reason for okay. this. Like, uh, and you say one, three, and four in that order, like. Oh no! Just best? like uh, as a selection. So like okay. from third to uh, well, fuck. Even then, like three and four are kind of ne- like neck and neck for me. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then what about you? Because I think my selection is the exact same with with one, uh, three, and four. While um, they they really tried something cool with two, I think they really did. They tried it. Um, I just didn't. It just a lot of points kind of fell through because uh sort of wrapping up some of those plot holes at the end kind of felt thin and like the the section playing as a kid went on way too long like if you had cut back as much time as you spent playing as a kid and got to be the badass adult versions so much sooner you know that would have been way better um then they use that like religion's evil thing that's used all the time and i'm like uh it is, yeah, it is more really tropey. Care. It is more tropey, um, in that regard. So I'm I'm with you. I would I would probably easily put the story for three above that of four, um, mostly because three is just a ton of fun in almost every uh, aspect as far as the story goes. Uh, while four has its its wait what moments because there is the, the 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 starting of 4 to me is one of the most ridiculous strings of circumstances you'll ever find in video games <laughs> like there is no reason for Nina to trust this character and no reason for him to to they just kind of like yep just, it's like a kid playing with dolls and just smushes their face together and says now kiss like cuz that's just cuz we got to we got to do this and i you know it really rubbed me the wrong way when i played it so um Yep, uh, one, four, three, in in that order for me at least. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, I think we talked a lot in five about about soundtracks, right? Because uh, Kuja was a pretty staunch defender of the music in five, where me and you not so much. And I did go back and put some of that in that episode for people to listen to, and I can tell you, it's not good. Like it is, it's all very, uh, this industrial metal electronica crap. It's not good. Um, so that being said, um, what are your three favorite soundtracks from Breath of Fire? Uh, this is going to just be like, <laughs> it's going to be repeat, repeated over and over again. Uh, top Tops can be like three and four. Uh, I would say probably three is more memorable, uh, just because like it's that jazzy sound that uh, you said like you really enjoyed a lot, and oh, yeah. uh, the typical like Oriental Chinese uh, sound that four had going for it was different. Uh, and in my opinion, it's still fantastic. It's a great soundtrack. Like I have it, I still listen to it all the time. Yeah, uh, but it's not as memorable as um, three would would be. Um, and then from then on. I probably give it to one just because I fuck. I don't even know. I don't even remember any of the music from one and two right now. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's difficult for me to actually answer this one. Um, and I'd probably I know that the music in two is improved from one. 
simply because it was their second go at it. Um, so for me, it's probably two, four, three, with three being leagues ahead of four. Because that that uh, that while the the composition, I don't know. Like I'm not a musical expert, so I'm probably not using the right like lingo or jargon or what have you. Like the like while the the finished product of the songs in four is good, just that that overly uh, Asian kind of uh, influence to it. I don't like it. Like I'm not a fan of that. That a lot of those, um, those, uh, it's like a lot of string instruments and wind instruments that you're not used to, and it's not. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't care for it because it 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 uh, it's the backtrack to every fucking racist scene I've ever seen in anything. So, um, it's not to say that it's I, bad. I like it. These are more like more composed than like, they are. They that are shit, man. Be fair. And to be, I am, I am telling you, you're right. Like it is, it is more composed than that. And that's why it's still the second best soundtrack in the series. It's just why it's, it's leagues behind three for me because I like jazz music. And like the minute the music started playing in three, I was, I was in love. Like I, I was just like, this is amazing. I need more of this in my life. So, um, yeah. uh, just as a, a curiosity, this is kind of, something to do with what we're talking about uh do you have like a favorite instrument or like uh like it's a like a, a grouping like in like percussion or a wind or whatever the fuck like you have a, like a particular favorite well i've always had a soft spot for piano uh, so but uh that's that's something entirely different when it comes to game soundtracks though um good use of like string instruments really blows me away Right, um, like to throw back to uh, Arcanum, right, where the music wasn't great, but they tried to use that uh, string quartet, that and they kind of blew it with bad music, but the idea of using like a string quartet to to create a bunch of music for a game is really interesting to me. Um, but you know, I probably say I, and finally, like I like my scores. Uh, for video games, like I like my movie scores with like a lot of John Williams full fucking uh, orchestrated like flair to it, you know, like uh, you know. So that's kind of where my head is, because I mean, you think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. I mean, I don't I don't want to go too in depth to that because that's really going to reveal how how little I know about music and how it's made. So, uh, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. I only asked because, uh, like, my favorite uh, musical instrument is a violin. And anytime I hear violin in something, uh, it's fantastic. And it's more stringy, uh, I guess, as far as instruments but it's, go. But that's, uh, that's a different, like, there are specific, uh, like, Asian what, instruments, like, string instruments that make a totally different sound than what you're used to. Oh, no, here. no, I, I know. I'm, but what I, what, I guess what I was trying to get at is... Um, like you would prefer listening to piano, and that's used more in like jazzy type music, regardless. Mm, yeah. Uh, so each everybody's personal preference for sound will tie into uh, like the scores here. Like, so somebody listening to it at home, they listen to any of the songs. Would be, just in case anybody's like, the fuck y'all talking about this? This particular game had a better soundtrack. Y'all just something's wrong with you. Uh, like everybody has a different like personal preference for how their brain processes whatever sound that they're hearing. Yeah, so, I mean, I, to get what you're getting at, jazz piano is probably one of my favorite things ever. Like, if you can play jazz piano, you're you're an artist, and I love you. Like, because jazz piano is amazing to me. 
So, and that would that would explain a lot, really. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So, that's speaking of, have you ever heard of uh, like a dude like a camera's name is last name's Cheese that does a bunch of covers of stuff, but it's like that waiting room jazz piano thing. Cheese. Hmm, no, but I mean, there's Scott Bradley at Postmodern Jukebox that does a lot of that kind of stuff, where they take new music and make it sound old. It's essentially their their go to. Um, I've never heard of this cheese fella, but okay, I'm gonna link you something in Skype. Uh, let us listen to it after the show. But this, uh, like every time you like jazz piano, jazz piano. This is probably not even anything comparable because I don't listen to jazz. But this, oh, maybe think of this dude. You're probably you'll probably be spot on. I just probably haven't heard of him in my in my in my goings. It's a Richard Cheese. Richard Cheese. That sounds so fucking familiar. Look, I'm gonna play just a snippet of this, fellas. Like I'm gonna see if I can avoid some fucking copyright problems here. I don't know how loud this is gonna be. Let's turn this down. This is down with the sickness by Richard Cheese. Well, it's not loading, so oh, here we go. Oh, this is right up my fucking, like, I would, yeah, now we're talking. You broke up really bad. Yeah, because the, the video loaded in, probably my bandwidth went to shit. But anyway, um, that's cool. No, I'll listen to that later in full. Uh, funny story for you, though. I, I had a, a playlist of, um, what is it, uh, electronic swing music playing. Uh, the other day when I was doing some work and I was like cleaning up the kitchen and doing all this kind of stuff and I kind of had to play on the phone. She's like, uh, Brittany comes in. She's like, you listen to Nick music? I'm like, what? Nick music? Wow. <laughs> How does she know? I don't know. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, he listens to stuff like that. I'm like, well, so do I. So it's okay. Calm your tits. Well, I think it's just funny because like I introduced you to that, if I recall correctly, with uh, Stellar. Well, yeah, you introduced me to Pair of Stellar, and I had heard some electronic thing before, but I didn't know like there was a whole genre. Oh, like, okay, of it. okay. Like I thought it was like a couple one-offs. I didn't know there was something that like I could find like twenty fucking dudes making music about it. So, um, no, yeah. So that was a funny story for you. So, uh, we already did story soundtrack. Uh, we kind of talk about gameplay. Like, there's no need to go through and rank the best gameplay. Uh, what else is there? What what game? All right, this is a good question. What game uh, look best to you, and which one looks second best? Because it's only really between two of them. At this um, point. Okay, I would say three look better because they didn't shove all that uh, like kind of weird 3D oh. stuff uh, in replacement for enemies. Mm-hmm. On occasion, like it was all just straight. One of some of the best pixel art you'll ever see in your life. Uh, and four, uh, like it has really good pixel art as well. But then they kind of shove in that weird ass, ill-fitting, like for, especially for the bosses and like the dragon transformations and uh, like just random stuff in the game, like that that weird three D kind of thing. And then it kind of throws off the whole aesthetic to me. You're right. I'm with you. And um, three is probably. Um, because when we get to the end of this, after we're done with Final Fantasy Tactics and we do the season three wrap up, we'll we will go through and update essentially our master list of ranking all the games we've played so far for the show from start to finish. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how all these games fit in there, along with Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, so 
I think I, I stand by three is probably one of the best looking games we've played so far, if not the best. And it's it's really hard to um, to dispute it in that regard, I think. Um, uh, I'm probably going to be saying this right now, but I think it looks better than tactics. Oh, I can assure you it looks better than tactics um, without a doubt in my mind. And I, I think it looks better than, than so I can do to be honest with you. Oh, it definitely does. Definitely. So, does. um, it, it looks better than so I two. The only one I don't know if I can say it looks better than is legend of mana. And I still got some thinking to do on that. Um, Ooh, yeah, that's, that is really tough because they're apples and oranges, right? And it's it really comes down to preference because Legend of Mana, it is it is undeniably gorgeous in the style and approach it chooses, but is it more effectual than the sprite work in three? Is really the question at hand, and I don't know. And I will I have. I think to- the thing that would uh, actually push three over Legend of Mana for me would be that you don't get the occasional. Well, maybe you do. I can't really remember it though. Like the occasional uh, situation where the uh, like the, the field you're looking at, like it obscures your view randomly mm-hmm. when you're fighting stuff. But I guess it's not well. Big it definitely thing. does that when you're moving around the map, like uh, in three, right? Yeah, in three, because you have to rotate the map. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and I think that's another area that that Legend of Mana has over um, Breath of Fire three because Legend of Mana looks that way all the time, while Breath of Fire three is really hits its stride in combat. Um, as opposed to some of the overworld stuff that it does, or exploration stuff that it does. So, yeah, I'll give it to you. So again, we don't have to decide that now. We got a you know a month and a half or two to 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 sit on that. But um, that's it, it, Breath of Fire Three is just astounding in 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 how it looks. So, um, yeah. Uh, we've talked music, we've talked visuals, we've talked story. I mean, we've basically covered everything. If you were to choose one Breath of Fire game, and only one that you could ever play again. Three. Three? Oh, man, that's a hard choice. Because I'm with you, three is really good, and four is really good. Um, but one, in it's, it's so devilishly simple, right? Like, you could play one... And not have to put a ton of thought in it, into it, a ton of time into it, and still have so much fun, right? Um, so it's it that's a really hard question for me to answer, and I, I and I would probably like if I didn't I feel have- like though, like uh, this is a biased question due to our different histories. Mm-hmm. Like I've played one so many times that, yeah. uh, I mean I can play it again. I can play it again anytime. It's still a great game, but like I've played it enough. That I I don't ever have to play it again. No, I'd I'm with play you. Play something else in no, the series I, if I if I have no choice, kind of thing. And I'm with you when I when I say that uh, that three probably has more replay value to it because there's you can do different stuff in there. You know, you can fish for hours or whatever you want. Um, wherein one is basically one and done, right? Um, but I, I just, I, I, I know I've said it already. I just can't undersell the amount of fun I had playing one. Like, I think that game is is truly charming. It, I think is the best word for it. 
Like, it is like you start playing and you're like, oh, this is a cool little fucking game, right? And I'm really into this. And it, it, it kind of took me on a wild ride. So, um, and I think uh, without too much discussion, if we were to rank the Breath of Fire games based on everything we've said so far, it would obviously be five, two, one, four, three, right? Like, that's where we're at. Uh, yes, that's where we're at. So, um, that's the definitive order of worst to best Breath of Fire games, uh, based on the RBG show. So it's an R metric for whatever that's worth it. That is. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it to, you know, a couple dozen people, I guess. Uh, but no. So if, if, if our results are different than yours, just, you know, discuss it on the discord, tell us what your rankings are, send an email to the show. Um, we can talk about it on the next episode because we are not uh, the next. It's going to be a couple episodes before we get that Final Fantasy Tactics review to you guys. Um, we're giving ourselves two months for this one. So the next episode is another non-review um, episode. And then we have yet another non-review episode and then Final Fantasy Tactics. So we get two more um non-review episodes before we get that tactics review to you guys i know it's a while away and you know some of you guys only listen to the the review shows so those people will be mad because they're not listening to this so and i don't know why i think actually some of this off topic banter is probably some of our better shit so whatever probably because it's less uh like trying to make shit up and more just be talking off the cuff that's true so but yeah, I, just final thoughts on the series from someone that's that I've never played it before, right? Like, uh, you know, Nick was, you know, we got to play Breath of Fire, and I said we should like, play all of the them. first season. Like, I was like, I was like, all right, my pick's to be Breath of Fire one. We're gonna play it, and everybody be like, ah, uh, we'll, we'll pick the other thing. Yeah, this is the thing that nobody's ever played or whatever. I'm like, fuck, fuck, come on. Yeah, so we've played it. Uh, we played all five. Because uh, when I, I guess when I decide to do something, I'm going to go haul hog, right? Like, no, nope, we're going to do all of them. If we're going to do one of them, we're going to do all of them. And so that's, um, you know, it's really interesting because there are true moments of gold throughout the entire series. But when I sit back and look at the genre and the games people are talking about, I know why people don't talk about Breath of Fire, right? Because outside of those real sparks of passion, there's there's just a lot of, you know, it's pretty generic. There's a lot of generic stuff happening around these really shining uh, points of greatness, right? And that's, uh, in general, that's, I think it's unfortunate. And so if you're listening to me, Right now, you hear the sound of my voice. The nasally fucking uh, sinusy fucking whatever things happen to me right now. Uh, sound of my voice. You gotta play Breath of Fire. If you've never played Breath of Fire, you can skip five and two, but you gotta play one, three, and four. Just do it. You will. You will not regret it. And I say you can skip two because you go back and forth between like the hometown and where you're building your city like 30 times and it's like 12 hours of gameplay just running back and forth between two places so fuck that game just skip right on over it <laughs> go on uh to three so yeah no it's uh, it's good stuff <laughs>
there any other well, series that we haven't touched that, that, that we should really hit on that are like capstone series for RPGs? I mean, we, I mean, we already set up for the next year, but what are some things that, um, that down the road you'd like to, like to, uh, see us do? We're, we're, we're still going to be on our niche event, right? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of want to say the Tales of series because the only one that was popular was Symphonia and I fucking hate it. Okay. I can't, I can't stand Tales of Symphonia, but there's like Tales of Destiny 1, Tales of Destiny 2, Tales of Eternia. Uh, no, we're not going to be playing Tales of Destiny 2 because that's a Japanese only one. But, um, like, they are, there's Tales of Fantasia, which was the first one. Like, it's got some, um, like, age to it. And I think it's only recently that it's come in, like, the last maybe 10 years or so that's come into, uh, I don't want to say renowned, but it's, it's entered like somewhat into the public sphere, um, and it's allowed them to put out. Fuck, like the new, the newest one's coming out is January, and I think it's like two weeks. Tales of Bizaria, and then they had a Tales of Zelia two, Tales of Zelia, Tales of Graces F. Um, like they recently re uh, pushed out the Tales of Symphonia remake, and then Tales of Symphonia two remake, because uh, I think there are like GameCube and then Wii. That they were too long, but they put them on PS4. Uh, so they're more like the games were more recent thing, but the older ones are definitely something to take a look at. I would say. Okay. Um, I'll like tell Tales of you. Eternia is one of my top ten uh, PS1 games. So. I'll tell you a series that I would like us to play at some point, like in its in its entirety, and you're gonna be really game for it, and I'm gonna hate myself by the end of it. But I want us to start with Kingsfield One. And work our way through up all the Kingsfield and into Dark Souls territory, like play oh, play its progenitor and then play the current version, because that's where uh, that shit started, man. Kingsfield one, man. Well, you might as well just do um, all of From Software's kind of because uh, there's what like Dungeon Crawler type things because they do the Kingsfield three. and then they have like Rings of Eternity or something like that. I think. Um, let me see if I can find out what they have out. Because I know there was something that uh, it's like it's like you, you have Kingsfield, then you have this game that's like pre Dark Souls, and then you have Dark Souls. So there was something they had in the middle that wasn't very successful. Um, it wasn't Demon Souls, was it? That kind of like in, intermediary type thing. I don't know, man. I was looking up on Game Facts, um, right? But quick. yeah, no, uh, that would be interesting. I want to see like more of the Shining Force series. And I also want to see the other games in the Wild Arm series, even though, like, by all accounts, the first one's the only one really worth a damn. Like, I kind of want to see what the other ones are like. Um, well, I like them all, except the third one. I fucking hate the third one. And then Alter Code F, by extension, because they changed the battle system. Like, they, didn't, they changed it, and they didn't change it, and it's... Like, I don't know, I just fucking hate it. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, man, Wild Arms 3, fucking great. Like, I've got so much resentment towards this game. It was the first PS2 game I ever bought. I didn't even have a PS2 yet. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do Wild Arms game. I'm getting it. And then, like, my mom found out I had bought it. She's like, what the fuck? Like, you think you're getting a PS2 for Christmas or something? I'm like, it was one of, it was one of those, like, little shitty-ass kids. It's like, I better be kind of things. Oh, my <laughs> God. I got a PS2 for Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, um, uh, go ahead. No, nah, I, I don't know what the hell I was going to say. So I'm going to throw this by you, and this is going to be news for everyone listening, and 
I kind of I kind of made a little secret plan for for Chrono Trigger, right? Cuz a lot of people have been sending in, you know, their requests for games they want to be on. And of course everybody said Chrono Trigger, right? So the fact is I'm probably going to let none of those people be part of Chrono Trigger because I talked to Marcus, okay? And Marcus has never played like our style of RPG before. Like he played Diablo with us. But he's never played, and he's played it's still like not an RPG, yeah. And he's played like, uh, like Knights of the Old Republic. Like that's his extent. Like Bioware is like his extent of like RPG knowledge. Okay. And I thought it would be super interesting to get someone that's younger than ourselves, that's not really into the genre, to play Chrono Trigger as their first step into that genre and see what happens. Because that'll give us something different to talk about on Chrono Trigger that not everyone in their mother has talked about already. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, that would definitely be different. So, he he said he's down. I gave him an out. I said he doesn't have to. He doesn't want to. But, uh, like, I think that would be super interesting to have, um, to discuss it with him and then see how he feels about it as, like, his first, you know, turn-based RPG experience, because it will be. So... Yeah, uh, I haven't actually talked to him in a while. He's doing all right. Yeah, no, Marcus is doing good. Um, so you found this 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 Dark Souls thing that you were looking up, or did you kind of get distracted by a shiny? Uh, like I'm still on the list. I think I want to say it was because like they have a lot of fucking games. They have way more games than I thought they actually did. Um, like it might actually be, I think it's Shadow Tower, but I don't think it's Shadow Tower. Fuck. It might be Evergrace. Who knows? Who knows? But I can tell you Kingsfield, both those games are brutal. Like, I have both of them in their big-ass fucking PlayStation boxes. Because remember when PlayStation 1 games came in those big fucking VHS tape fucking size? Oh, God. Yeah, it was like the old Genesis type thing, almost. So, oh, oh, speaking of which, I can talk about this this Christmas present I got before we close out. My wife got me what they call a Super Retro Trio, okay? Now, it is a clone console. It's not like the, the Super, uh, what is it, the, like the Retron shit? Because what that does is essentially emulates the stuff. Like, it just rips the ROM off the cart. This is These are clone consoles in this thing. Um, it can play Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis. Now... Um, I don't have a functional Super Nintendo or Nintendo around uh, anymore, but I do have a functional Genesis, so I was able to compare. Um, the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo stuff plays great, and it sounds great like um, like it's supposed to. But like most cases, the uh, Genesis, the sound card is a bit off um, from where it's supposed to be. But other than that, it, it, it's really good. Um, I'm really impressed with it. Uh, the controllers that come with it are great. Of course, you know you can plug in your typical shit. So I've been playing Super. I've been playing like Link to the Past with a with a six button Genesis controller, which is amazing. So, uh, like, uh, that's basically been. I'm spending a lot of time doing that. I'm a lot worse at some of these games than I used to be back when I uh, played with them frequently. So it was nice to um, break open the old crate because I'm nowhere near fucking Blaine levels of games around this piece. I got. I got the ones that I got from uh, uh, old rental store selling out. So I got a bunch of cool like Super Nintendo RPGs there. I got a few 
NES carts left over from my collection and a bunch of Genesis. Like, my, my core of my stuff is Genesis stuff, so um been playing Castlevania Bloodlines and getting my ass kicked, so that's good. I need to get a new set of cables for my Genesis because the, they're they're frayed to hell, and if I set the thing the wrong way, it you know the video gets all wonky. But the hookups for that does it have? Uh, is it just component or is it um, compatible with like HDMI and shit? It is component only, and that's why I wanted this one. I didn't want something that was converted to digital because if I'm gonna do digital, then I might as well use one of my innumerable emulation devices and play it digital. Um, if I'm gonna play the cart, I wanted it to play. I wanted to play a composite. Um, so it's got composite out. Um, I don't think it has an HD out on the back of this. No, it doesn't. It's got a, it's got the uh, red, white, yellow, and the, uh, the S-Video component cable. So um, Runs great, man. It's really cool. Like my only hold-up with uh, component is I don't know if fucking TVs have component anymore, like new ones. Um... So yeah, and I, I'd like to play it on a like an actual like a CRTV. Yeah, so just for the, like, the experience. I've I've hooked it up to both a I got one CRT television left in the house in the bedroom, and I hooked it up to that, and it played amazing. Like it was great. And I've got both these TVs up here that I use for um, computer monitors, and I have it hooked up to one of those right now, and it's not it's obviously not the same because it's not. It's component hooking to a digital television, um, but it, it plays great on on the 32-inch I have up here. Um, it's not, of course, the full experience on the CRT like that's downstairs, but I don't want I don't keep a bunch of shit hooked up in the bedroom. I may bring that heavy fucking bastard up here and put one of these TVs down there. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want to do it all just to play um, some of these, but... I spent a lot of time playing with it, like I said, getting my ass kicked in uh, Bloodlines, which is, you know, I, I got to play it on the, I'd play it on the, the the Genesis, but those 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 input cables are so jacked up, and it, it's, it's kind of fucked up, because the sound's really, because like I said, the Genesis sound card is something special, so um, the game sounds kind of, kind of off. Still plays great, though, so I mean, I just kind of listen to some music and play, but I get my ass kicked playing a lot of that, and of course, you know, I played a couple hours of Yeast 3 that Blaine sent, just to kind of, because I'd never even fucking stepped foot into that game before, so I just kind of want to see what it was like, um, you know, and then all the other shit, I gotta go play around here, so. Uh, does that one play, like, the first two? What's that? Uh, does Yeast 3 play the first two, or is it like they finally let you have a, a, an attack command? Um, it is... It's not bumping anymore, is it? No. No, I, it, well, not as far as I got because I didn't get very far. But it's, it's like it's I don't know it's it's different, man. Like I I wasn't oh, it's a side scrolling one. Yeah, it's side scrolling. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's weird, bro. It's weird. So, yeah, which uh yeah I mean well that's it I guess and uh, we don't uh, I don't think either one of us have anything too much to add to this discussion because we're just we just be sitting around bullshitting for another hour. I know some people like to listen to that, but you know I have to. Put out a thing. I get. I don't. I whatever. Fuck it. I don't. I, it's late. We normally do this in the morning, and it's late. So, anyway, um, do you have anything else to add to this discussion about Breath of Fire as a series? Glad, glad we're done with it. Glad that you know you don't have to play five ever again. Um, I mean, I guess I'm glad we're done with it. Uh, nothing stopped me from going back to play any of them that I want. So it's not like I'm 
a loss or nothing. So I'm glad we experienced it. I, I'm glad you experienced it. And I'm glad uh, some of our listeners were able to experience some of them as well. Yeah, and here's the thing, guys. Like, I, I want to make this very clear. Um, a lot of it seems like nobody wants to play the stuff alongside of us unless, you know, they're, they're going to be a guest on the show. I highly encourage everyone to play as many of these alongside of us as you can. Uh, we don't expect you to play everyone by no means because me and Nick are crazy people. Um, the rate which we play these games is insane, and I ask myself the week before a review is done and I'm trying to like hurry up and finish the game every time I'm like, why the fuck do we do this to ourselves? Um, and it mostly I think it's cause it's fun. Like the show is a, is, is, is a Brent catharsis 2.0. So it's, it's, I have a ton of fun doing it. And so I keep it up, but everyone that listens, you know, we, we have, out there what games we're going to be playing uh, when Nick finally sends me the digital copy of that I can put that a list of the upcoming games on the website and you know which ones you know just look through play a few of them with us you know you don't have to play everyone just play a lo- play along and send in your you know your comments on the game to us or discuss it on the discord as you're playing because if more than just us are playing we we're more than uh, happy to discuss the game with you as we, um, well, next was all right, then we're back. And so, I mean, we're more than happy to discuss those, uh, those games with you if you're playing alongside with us in the Discord. So, I mean, I highly encourage as many of them people that have time to play to play these games alongside us, even if you're not gonna, you know, be the listener guest on the show, please, you know, play it, send your send, send an email about your opinion, you know, we'd love to hear it. And we we understand that there's all kinds of games coming out. And there's all kinds of stuff for you to do and to play. But um, I would say if you're listening to the show, you're only doing yourself uh, a service by having, like, I guess, coming into the the, the show that we're going to be doing, having some kind of knowledge about the game. Because if you're just listening to us talk about something, like it's one thing to listen to somebody talk about something, and another thing to be like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and and you know or. Some people will even listen to it to see if it's worth something, worth their time to play, and that's fair. Like I understand that 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 point of view too, um, and I, I'm not telling you not to listen if you don't want to play the games with us or play them at all. That's if you enjoy us rambling for whatever ungodly reason that is, then continue to do so. But uh, you know, it's it's seemed here lately that most people don't want to play them alongside of us unless they're going to come on and talk about it. But we want your opinion on it too. So, I mean, even if you're not going to be on mic, send us an email. We'll talk about it in discord. Cause I mean, you know, there's enough people in discord where if, you know, two people plus us are playing the game, that's four people discussing it as they're playing it in discord. And you get more of our opinion that way. Cause you, there's no way on any given review, we can talk about everything that we thought of as we played the game. Cause me and Nick, as try as we might to take notes as we play, that'll probably never be our style. To have a Wait, try as we might speak for yourself. I don't even try. <laughs> that'll never be. Um, we're both like stream of consciousness thinkers, and that we probably have a ton of opinion at the moment we're doing the thing, and we won't always remember all of it when we sit down later to talk about it. So, um, and I'm unfortunately one of those folks that if it's not in front of my face, then it does doesn't exist. Like object permanence is not a thing. Out of sight, me. out of mind is is a really really tough thing for Nick. <laughs> so. Um, 
Or eating. Like shit. If I if I bring lunch to work, I have to put it on the counter before I leave. Otherwise, it's in the fridge. And I just I never like I'll be like, like the night before it'll be ready, and then the morning like I'll think about it. I'm like, all right, I need to get lunch, and then I'll just, I'll leave the house without it. And same thing happens to almost everything throughout the day. Like doing chores, unless I'm looking at the laundry that's dirty, I'm not gonna remember like out of the blue some other time. Like oh yeah, I gotta do laundry later. I'll be it'll be like eleven o'clock at night. I'll go to the bedroom and there's fucking laundry. There's dirty laundry everywhere. I, there's nothing clean. I don't have anything to wear. I'm like, son of a bitch, I forgot to do laundry. There you go. So uh, that's why it benefits us every time you guys send in questions. So if you have an opinion and you send in a question or a comment on a review prior to us reviewing the game, then it only benefits everybody because then it'll it'll re-spark something in our mind about the game that we might forget to talk about when it comes time to do the review. So um, feel free. Do that as much as you want. Like, even if it's a month before we do the review, two months, three months, I will catalog that bitch and set it aside. I will make sure that it gets brought up on the episode. Um, I think to date, I haven't missed any questions uh, from Discord or email unless we covered it in our discussion already. So um, please send that stuff in. And until, well, I guess I need to do the outro. Okay, so let me bring up the beautiful, beautiful, in post. Okay, so you can visit our home on the web at www.therpgshow.com. You can send us an email, podcast to therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. We have links to Twitter and our Amazon affiliate link that will allow you to, any purchases you make to through Amazon after clicking that link, Small bit comes back to us and helps us with the thing. There's also a PayPal donate link and all this other crap on the website and in each of the show notes posted there. So just head on over there, click on the stuff. Uh, You can find our Discord and all that stuff there. Yeah, I think that's it. Make sure you listen to our good buddies, uh, Blaine and James, over at the Is It Worth It podcast, part of the Retro RPG uh, podcast feed, retro feed, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm really out of it tonight. I'm loopy on cough med. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. You don't have the, the ska music as a background right now. Yeah, so my timing's off. Timing's off. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Uh, wait, what? Say goodbye, goddammit. Oh, yeah, like legit. Okay. Hello and welcome to the RPG show. Uh, this is your host Nick, and uh, today I have with me. Uh, pretty cool cat. Uh, then Brant. And, uh, bye everybody. It's Brant. Probably get pissed. <laughs>